This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. I wanted to go exactly what he talked about last week. And he said, Pastor Gavin started this amazing, really serious about knowing God. And last week he shared this scripture that I never heard until he said it. It was in Daniel. And he said, those that know God, know God, shall be bold, strong, and have great exploits. And I was like, wow. So if I'm not having great exploits, I may not be not knowing God because I'm learning something with God. God is light. And the purpose of light, just in case you don't know this, it invades darkness. It has purpose to it. Every attribute of God has purpose to it. God is also good. We sang about today. Can anyone tell me why God is good? Yes, but why? I'll help you. To overcome evil. How do you overcome evil? What does the Bible say? With his goodness. So every attribute of God is for me to invade something. That's my exploit. So if I don't wake up and have vision, if I'm not frothing at the mouth about life, there's something that's off and there's something that's in the way. And if you can get the picture ready, I'm going to call them dragons. Say dragons. So I, I, I did a, um, a workshop and the workshop kind of knows this, but I want to talk about this. Um, do we have it? Thank you, Roxanne. Is it coming? Oh, yeah. Everyone go, yay! Because I'm here to tell you something. If you're not excited, you have a dragon. And what a dragon is, is there's a fear there. And when fear is there, it's hard to be, it's hard to express who God is. And God's nature is what? Love. What cast out fear? Perfect love. It's who he is. You see, every attribute of God is this. He expands and he doesn't stop. So if we're made in his image and his likeness, if you choose to stop, you actually go backwards. You were created to never, ever, 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 ever stop. I Googled retirement in the Bible. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. In fact, Caleb at his very old age said, there's giants in that land. Can I have that one? Isn't that amazing? So today I want to talk about how we can go deeper in knowing God. And I think we've complicated it. And I think we've complicated because it's in an, in an area which Pastor Gavin is really pounding for a, for a year now. The difference between brain and mind. The difference between flesh and spirit. Because the flesh profits nothing. But the spirit gives life. So even think about that word life. When Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he didn't say, I've come to bring life. Period. What did he say? Life. And once again, you see this attribute of God, which is, I don't stop. Even telescopes and what we're looking like, his light is still expanding. And we're trying to catch up to see how far this thing goes. And we'll never get there because it's endless. And this is why Paul writes these things of like, that I might know him, that I might know the limitless, the endless surpassing greatness of how much he loves me. Right? So can you put up that picture one more time? I just want to take a good look at it because I've been living this life. Oh, yes. Yes. Look at those eyes. Big, right? 
Now, keep it up there just for a second, because there was a speaker, uh, a professor, and he's a Christian, and he talked about this picture, and it really touched my heart. And in this picture, he kind of uses this as a, as a metaphor and simile. He says, a dragon hoards gold, right? Why would a dragon hoard gold? Because the dragon represents everything you're afraid of. And then he asked this question, what's embedded in everything you're afraid of? Absolutely everything you need to find. No, put it, keep it up there. I, I need to look at it. Thank you. Because you need to understand this. You want to know God? Because he goes on to say this, embedded in the thing that you're afraid of is absolutely everything you need to find. So if you run from your fear, you're running from everything you need to advance. You run from everything. Paul would say it this way, in my weakness, in my thing I don't like, in this thing that I find a portal to God's power. I find, and the, the actual translation says this, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, don't put it up, let's keep this up here, just listen to me. Says this, the greatest glory and measure of God that I'm ever going to find is in there. I'll say that again. It's not where you think you're good at life. It's in that thing. Whatever that is, and we all have it. Like I said, if you're not licking your lips this morning, you have a dragon. So we need to ask some questions. So when we run from everything that we're afraid of, we're actually running from the greatest encounter of God. And this is why Paul learned, I celebrate my weakness. I find joy in my weakness. This is what this is. I didn't say that's that's Bible. So have you discovered how to find joy in the thing you're afraid of? I want to talk about that this morning. Amen. So the first scripture I want to give you today is um, let's go to scripture. We all know Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Once again, if you think about that picture, where's that gold? It's in the dragon. It's embedded in the thing you're afraid of. And according to that scripture, those who diligently pursue that thing, he's a rewarder of it. What does he reward you with? His nature, who he is, freedom, love, peace, joy. And the biggest one for me that I'm learning, vision. Vision. Because to me, fears are like clouds. And if you don't wake up and have vision, you have a dragon. It means there's a cloud there that you can't see through and you're like, I don't know where we're going. So we just, every day kind of looks the same. So, and here's what happens. This is what happened to me. All my Mondays and Tuesdays start looking alike because I start, I don't want to say it's cloudy. And what happens is it gets, the cloud becomes so big that I become so complacent that I actually become numb. And there's a point that I've learned about this with God. I'll say it again. If you're not expanding or occupying, you will go backwards. 
And so something hit me that I've learned through the scripture. Um, can you put the scripture one more time? I want to break down this word. You may not know this word. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now that word diligently means this. It means to scrutinize. It means to seek with passion. It means to actually ask and keep asking. It means to explore. It takes passion. It takes hunger. And the blue letter says it this way. I love it. To seek out and investigate, to crave, to demand, to actually demand. And there's no one more that is hungrier and passionate about demanding than a three-year-old. You know who's really good at that verse? Your three-year-olds, your elementary kids. They know how to be so persistent and they keep coming and coming and coming and coming. Why? They see. They, my son, and, I, and I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna say this one word that I believe we're afraid to ask and it stopped us from engaging in that dragon. It's this word, why? We've been afraid, just, just in your heart, how many of you have ever been afraid to ask God why? Just think about that for a second. When was the last time you ever asked God why? I don't know about you, my three-year-old can't go 30 seconds without asking me. Anytime I ask him, it's why? Why? Well, if you don't put on that seatbelt and we get hit, you're flying through. Why? Well, when you watch too much of that thing, you hit me and I don't like it. And then you hit your mother. So maybe it's not good we watch these things. Why? Well, if you don't eat at nine o'clock tonight, you're going to come in our room and say, I'm hungry, right? He loves to ask why. Look at me. I will never be angry because he asked me why. My favorite thing to do is to explain to him why. That is my job as a father to explain why. So if you're afraid to ask God why, I know something about you. You're not a son. I take this back. You are a son, you just don't know it. You don't know where you sit. And I'm learning this through my son. His why is, now I'm not a perfect father, I'm not God, so I get irritated. Just gonna be honest. So I'm learning with him. Why, why? Why? Your kids back there right now, Mr. Tim is teaching, and one of them right now is raising their hand right now going, can we play a game? <laughs> and Mr. Tim's probably going, let me finish my teaching first. Why? <laughs> and five minutes from now, they're going to be in line to go to the bathroom, and they're going to raise their hand again. Can we play a game when we get back in there? We got to finish this. Why? <laughs> Why? They're hungry to play. They live to play. Young people know nothing. The reason you're not hungry is you know everything. Which is why you don't see God. You know everything. My son is growing because he's loving to ask why. And I'm learning to be patient just going, let me explain why. And I'm learning to love this. I didn't like it at first, but guess what I did? 
hey, God, why don't I like this? Because you weren't allowed to ask why growing up. Okay. Why wasn't I allowed to ask growing up? Well, your father, so-and-so, okay. Is there something I believe that's wrong? Yes. Okay. What is that? Do you see what happened just from the word why? I started in a conversation that now I'm dealing with something. And it turned to the point where I found a dragon. The dragon is this. Why? And he's going to show me what the root of that fear is. Perfection. I'm afraid of not being perfect because my father was very perfect with things and I'm afraid of not being perfect. I just found my dragon. And here's the thing about dragons. They're not meant for you to kill. He has to do it, but he does it with your intentionality. He does it with your why. Does this make sense? Like I said, there it is, God. Why? And what diligently seek him means this. Why? Okay. Why did I begin doing that? Okay. What was that lie I believed? You see what I'm doing? This is called diligently seeking him. I think a lot of us do this. I'm afraid. Make the fear go away. That's not diligently seeking him. That you get no transformation like that. For a dragon to die, his head has to come off. You can stab him and poke him all you want with your little things. In other words, is this, think of a dragon like a bad tree. It bears bad fruit. I can take off all the fruit I want, all that bad fruit. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to keep coming. It's going to keep coming. This is why a lot of times we're like, oh, I got redeemed. It's like, no, you didn't. You're just going to feel good for a little bit, but don't worry. It's coming back. Any of you want to have addictions that keep reoccurring? Just no shame, condemnation. Just got to be real this morning. It just means that tree's root is still there. The head of that dragon is still there. And the only way that thing goes, do I really want to know why? And do I know where to go with my why? Am I, am I willing to diligently seek him until I get the why? So a week ago, last week, I became a father of two. Titus Wayne Diaz was born. Wayne, we got that for us. My father-in-law is here, Papa Norton here. It's his middle name. Love this guy. So I, do you know what your name means? The middle name? Do you know? So, because I know who he is. It means a wagon maker. It means to be tricky with your hands to build. And I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if Papa Norton, I don't know if you know, but Jesus Carpenter is right there. <laughs> um, so it was such a beautiful name. I'm like, man. So we were like, we got to name our son that because we got Judah Strong and you got me. We need some smart people now. So let's name him. <laughs> the D is just God's strength. We need some. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Why did I say that? Oh, okay. I have two kids now. Thank you. Thank you. But I say that because I have two kids. And so this whole week, I've been on this amazing journey with God where Every day I read a story where someone asks God why. So I went under BibleGateway.com and I just typed in why. And I'm going through every single time someone went to God and went, why? I don't know if you know this. He answers. I'm not sure if you know that. I, I swear I didn't know this. It took me a 38 years to realize I'm afraid to ask why. 
Can I be honest with you? Because why to me means you're a victim. No, not necessarily. Could mean you're a child and you're curious and you want to know what your dad is like. Is it good? I'm having so much fun already. I got to calm down. I got to make sure I don't. I get so excited. I love this. I love my job. I'm sorry. So this whole week I've been doing it. And sure enough, he answers. Now, let's take Moses, for example. He gets, you want to know why he went to the burning bush? He had a why. Why is that thing not burning down all the way? <laughs> so instead of honor, instead of going like this, oh, why? And this, is, this, is, this, could, this could be me. This could be you too. God does something and we go, huh, squirrel. <laughs> Does that make sense? There was a why for him to go. And then he gets this mission from God. And he says, okay. And in Exodus 5, he goes to Pharaoh and does this thing. And in the natural, doesn't quite look like how he thought it would look like. Pharaoh wasn't like, yes, you can leave, take everything with you. No, it got a lot worse. Where Pharaoh goes, you know what, Momo? I'm going to make them work harder. In fact, we're not even going to give them a straw anymore to make brick. They're going to go get it themselves. And Moses, all of a sudden, the natural goes, I'm losing vision here. I, I lost the vision. It's not looking how I thought it should look. What does Momo do? I'm calling him Momo, sorry, because I want to make it personal. What does he do? What does he do? Does he start to lean on his own understanding? I wonder if I disobeyed God. I wonder if I started doing something wrong. I wonder, um, man, am I cursed? Did I sin? Did I, anyone ever go that route? Once again, flesh prophets. That right there means I'm leaning on my own understanding and I won't find God in that. So all I have to do is stop and go, (laughs) so this is what Momo did. Why? Can I read you something? So this is Exodus. You don't have to put this up. I just want to read this to you. Exodus chapter five. And Moses says this, why have you sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak your name, he's done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. You know what that's called? Prayer. You know what prayer is? When you don't role play, don't role play with God. You want to know why a lot of us aren't, we we role play with God. We really do. Let me put on, Moses didn't go, let me put on reckless love for three times and then I'll be on my knees and then I can ask God why. No, 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 no. He just went right to and said, I'm afraid. It's not looking how I'm looking. I thought, I thought, you know, you're God and it was just going to be, Why? And then, because how does faith come? Yeah. So shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's so mean. I repent, Father. That's God talking to me sometimes. So sure enough, God answers in the next ver- in the next chapter. And the Lord said to Moses, and God is super excited. Because a lot of times this, we only see what's in front of us. We see natural. This is why we're called to live in the spirit. The difference between Caleb and Joshua versus everyone else. 
Everyone else is looking at the promised land. What do they see? Giants. What do Joshua Caleb see? Dinner. Dinner. Dragons. Yum, 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 yum. Right? Difference. See the difference? Now, with, what's funny about that story too is, you know, God keeps showing me, you know what they could have done? God, there's giants in there. Why am I afraid? But instead, they didn't even go to God to ask why. They just leaned on their own understanding and said, no, there's giants, we don't go. All they had to do, every one of these stories, all they had to do was go, I'm afraid, why? And every story could have turned out different. They failed to ask why. And the Bible's very clear, do not lean on your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not lean to your human wisdom. You have God now. There's something greater to play. Do not do that. Don't do that. And they did. What happened? They all missed out, except for Joshua and Caleb. Where are you not asking God why? So anyways, God responds to Moses. And God's very excited. Moses goes, this kind of sucks, God. Why? And God goes, now <laughs> you shall see what I'll do to Pharaoh. Just wait. For with the strong hand, he will let them go. And with the strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses saying to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. I am the God who's almighty. And in my name, in my name, for I have established my covenant with them and I will give them the land of Canaan. Okay, I have vision again. Thank you. <laughs> and what had happened? Next step for Moses. Next step for Moses. So anytime he lost vision, he did something really good that a lot of us don't do. Why? Is this making sense? We do it all the time. We do it all the time. We're so afraid to ask God why. So I'm going to show you what it looks like for me this week. Um, can I, um, I, I kind of, hold on, let me real quick, look at my notes real quick. There's a couple things I want to do. And I got plenty of time. You guys having fun? I'm having so much fun. Thank you for letting me come play. Oh, I love this. You have no idea. Um, put up Matthew, um, seven verse seven through 11 in the message. Cause I want to talk about knowing God and Jesus did this very well. And this is the message translation. I love this. So this is about prayer. So it says this, don't bargain with God, be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If a child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he asks for a fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? So do you think, so forth and so forth, but the end is, so do you think God who conceived you in love will be even better? You are, do you understand you are conceived in love? He's not trying to make it hard for you. What makes it hard for him is when we don't be real. Some of you don't want to be here. So your question is, God, why don't I want to be here? Some of you want to be here, but are afraid of something. God, why am I afraid? I'll say it again. <laughs> your why is the journey to that exploit that Gavin was talking about. Do you actually want to know? Do you actually want it? And I can't answer that for you, but I can say this because as someone that didn't want it, you want to know why we don't want it? We have everything here in Virginia. I don't have to have it. 
it's so easy for me to lean on what I'm good at and go, God is with me. And he is, but it's so easy to be so complacent until I find someone that's hungrier than me, that's influencing more than me. That is, I'm like, wow, that scares me. And then I have this great opportunity. Why don't I care like that? And he answers. So real quick, can I give you a a picture? Um, Rafa, can you come up here? Pastor Babette, can you come up here? Jesse, come up here. Thank you, handsome. So, uh, oh, this worked out perfectly. You have Father God. God is spirit. Let's welcome Holy Spirit. That's you. Holy Spirit. Now, God is spirit and he speaks in spirit. Now, just for the sake of it, let's pretend spirit is Spanish. I, I am Mexican. My last name is Diaz. I don't speak a lick of Spanish. So, this is what it looks like to me. Now, the Bible says this. That guy's prayer, Jesus' prayer. Oh, yeah, that's Jesus. Look at those eyes. Jesus' prayer in John 17 was this. I pray that I would be in them, they would be in me, and we would be one. So that's you every second of every day. So Jesse, come behind me and hold me like you love me. No, no, like hold me. Get in there. Yeah, that that baby. Okay, Father God, no, I need you here. We're one. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you. So this is natural, okay? But now I want to give you the spiritual. This is Father God's hand. Holy Spirit, give me your hand. You're right under there. And now touch my heart. Okay. God, why don't I care? Porque no te amas. Because you don't love yourself. Okay. Why don't I love myself? Porque te castigas. Because you punish yourself. Okay. Why do I punish myself? Porque tu papá te enseñó. Because your daddy showed you. What's the lie I'm believing about that? Que Jesús pagó todo el castigo. That Jesus paid the price for all punishment. What does that mean for me right now? Te puedes amar ahorita. That you can love yourself now. How do I love myself now? Do you see what I'm doing? I'm not stopping. A lot of you, you don't get to the root because you stop this after the third question. I stopped the third question. So now I have to keep going. And this is how you know you've made it right here. How do I love myself? Quanto? You know what we call this? Waiting on the Lord. Esperate. Preguntame otra vez. Ask me again. How can I love myself today? Yes. Okay. ¿Cuánto me dejas abrazarte? When you let me 
hold you, love you, be with you. It's a word we don't have in English. <laughs> How do you want to hold me right now? Como ahorita. Just like this. You see this? Now here's the beautiful thing about Holy Spirit here. He, she, <laughs> knows the hearts of all men. So she is going to, you know what her job is? To correctly interpret the heart of God for me. She might show me pictures. She might show me words. My job is not to stop asking until I can partner with it. And she just told me how. And it took me, how many questions was that? Six, eight questions. But now I have this one thing I can do. I can now engage my will and obey. The Bible calls that discipline. And the Bible is very clear. Those who aren't disciplined aren't sons. So if you don't have a discipline from God, now I have my discipline. Isn't this, isn't this discipline fun? I get to be held. <laughs> so I might be like, okay, why, why, I'm afraid of this discipline. Why don't I like discipline? I'm just kidding. All right, one more thing real quick. You guys step back. Jesse, hold me tight again. So I want to do this one more time, but I want to show you my week this week. I have two sons now, a three-year-old. <sighs> That's extraordinary. <laughs> And I have a one-week-year-old that has to wake up every two hours. Megan, two, three, new moms. It's like two hours. Thank you. So you get euphoric, you get things. And this week on Tuesday, day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I, this comes out of my mouth. So you guys just stay there for a second. <laughs> We're done having kids. I am not having kids anymore. We're done. We're not having three. I'm exhausted. I'm angry. I want to hurt him. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That came out of my mouth. Tuesday, day four. Now, you see this guy here? Another word for this is righteousness. And another word for righteousness is this. This is a gift and I have it, right? Everywhere I go. And I have a new definition of righteousness. It's my invitation to do this every time. Okay, guys, come back. Thank you. <sighs> Why don't I want to have more kids? Are you going to use Holy Ghost now? Preguntame otra vez. As he said, ask again. Oh, uh, Holy Spirit, I'm angry. And I don't want to have any more kids. So instead of going, the fight's over, I'm going to go. Why don't I want to have more kids? I'm obviously afraid of something. So can you tell me why I don't want to have kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ¿Qué paciente puedes hacer? You forgot how patient you can be in everything you can do. Okay. I don't feel patient. What does patient look like right now? Llorando en mis manos. Crying in my arms. Okay. Does this make sense? Okay, sit down, Father, son, always. But you guys are great. Jesse, you stay here the whole time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Look at those eyes. <laughs> That's called diligently seeking him, praying without ceasing. Do you actually want to know why? Honestly. And here's the thing. So where I was three weeks ago, this is when the revelation came to me. I was in a meeting well, it came to me a while ago, but it just, it, sometimes God's got to like, you know, whack you with it. 
And I found myself criticizing my wife in a lot of things. She was doing gathered. She was doing a lot of things, being busy. And I found myself being very critical of her and criticizing her because I was right, or I thought I was right. And then I'm in a meeting with um, Jackie and Jackie's talking about the union and just has this amazing vision. And I'm like, I don't have that. And I went to God and I said, why? And the father said, you're afraid of commitment. Why am I afraid of commitment? You're afraid of being judged and criticized. Why am I afraid of being judged and criticized? Because you always thought your father was there to judge and criticize you. And in that time, Holy Spirit didn't say words, took me back. I was in third grade playing Pop Warner football. I had shoulder pads on and a helmet and I'm in there doing my thing. And I look behind me and my dad came from work. He was in a suit and he had binoculars. Now, listen to me. He's a good father. I misinterpreted it. I saw him and thought, oh my God, I'm being judged and criticized right now. And that's where the lie started. So now I go back to Holy Spirit. Okay. How, how do you want to get rid of that? What's the truth? The truth is, and this is what he said to me, and I kept seeing you have A plus every second of every day. You've already been judged. I'm here. And so then I ask him, okay, what does that look like right now? And I'm sorry, no, I have to go back. Oh, he showed me this. He said, because I did this. At, it's so funny. You could do this anywhere. I did this at the men's uh, bar. What do we call it? Bible study. I had them all just journal. And I said, let's, let's interrogate God. Let's, let's, let's find a, let's find a, a fear and let's, um, let's seek it out. And let's not stop asking until we get an answer. And all the men did this. It was extraordinary. So mine was fear of commitment, which led to fear of being judged and criticized. And he showed me this. A lot of people, they're fear, they're afraid that their dad's not going to show up because they were not there. I was the opposite. My dad always showed up. I just didn't want him to be there. <laughs> my dad carried a big stick. No, this is the truth. This is what he showed me. So I used to purposely tell my parents, because I played a lot of football and basketball, come during halftime. I don't want to see you. Because <laughs> I was afraid of being judged and criticized. And remember, we don't deal with these roots. We bring it into with them. So now when I'm looking at the world, I'm looking at it with that dragon in me going, I can't see a path right now. I'm afraid. So right now I saw Jackie and, and she had vision. I don't have vision. So what's there? Dragon, a cloud. I don't have vision. So, okay, I'm a fear of commitment. And he starts leading me down this thing. And he said this, I said, okay, God, I'm, there was a fear of you showing up. And the, this was the fear. I was, af I was afraid that... I, I know God's going to show up, but I don't think he's going to show up as love. That was my fear. I read these stories. I'm like, you're not going to show up like that. And I said, uh, and then here's remember, you, I, don't, I don't get transformation until I get my part. So this is where you have to keep asking. So I said this, okay, how do you want to show up for me? I want to show up in your dreams. How do you want to do that? Don't watch TV tonight. Don't watch anything tonight. Get in bed and I will show up in your dreams. Now I got my, my will. Now I can engage my will. Do you get it? Now I can engage and actually get my encounter. You want to know him? It's going to engage your will. You're going to have, does this make sense? You're, this is how he does it. So now I'm in bed. <sighs> Not going to lie to you. The Colorado game's on. It's a good game. <laughs> Two minutes. Two minutes. I watched two minutes, put it in there. I had dreams. 
nothing crazy, but I remembered my dreams. So it was distorted. Next day, okay, at least I know he's, he's wanting to give me dreams because I don't dream, by the way. I'd never remember my dreams. Next day, it's gone. I have dreams that are so clear and I saw me doing something very specific in this dream and I saw things that the next day I had to call this person in my dream and I said, this is what I saw and I'm praying this, this, this. And he said, you have no idea that I didn't sleep last night and da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, okay. So here's the thing. So I once was, my old identity is I'm afraid, right? My fear of this. My new identity is this. I'm able a dreamer. He gives you something. This is the biggest thing I'm learning. I ha- now have a new part of identity. I'm now a dreamer. Does this make sense? So now instead of this fear of commitment, now I'm a dreamer. Does this make sense? Um, real quick, go to um, Matthew 6 verse 5. We'll go through 5 through 6. And I just want to talk about, this is the message. I want to do message. When you pray before God, because I really want to hit this today. Don't turn that into theatrical production either. <laughs> All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for 15 minutes of fame. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet place, secluded place, so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there simply and honestly as you can manage. And that's such a true statement. Try sitting with God. All of a sudden you're like, let me just sing for you. <laughs> you just, it's just amazing. It's so innocent to perform. <laughs> just simply and honestly as you can manage. And this is true. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his loving kindness. That's grace. Isn't that beautiful? Now, one more scripture and I'm just about done here. Matthew 7, 13 through 14 message, Matthew chapter seven, verses 13 through 14. I love the message translation. Don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff. Even though crowds of people do, the way to life to God is vigorous and requires total attention. It is vigorous and requires total attention because we're in a world that Heather said it, it is broadcasting so much to distract you. It is so loud. These things, it is broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting. And the way to end that is, do you actually want it? On a scale of one to 10, honestly, this is my question. We're done here. Do you actually want it? Do you actually want influence? Do you actually want it? Just, just honestly, and it's okay. Cause three weeks ago I was like, no, <laughs> just being honest. I gotta be honest with you. Do you actually want influence? Because if you're creating the image of God, you it's in you, it's in you. It's, it's waiting to be awoken. There's this word in the natural that I hate that they stole spiritually. It's this word woke. They bought a from us, man. That's Isaiah. Arise and shine for your light has come, right? Wake up. The glory of the Lord is alive and now streams from you, right? So we have to wake up spiritually. But the thing is, do you want it? And the reason we're not waking up is we may not want it. And if you don't want it, congratulations, you're like me. And you have your first question. Why don't I want it? Why don't I want it? And for me, Fear of commitment, fear of judgment, 
fear criticism. And now I have four dragons that God is just, we're just, ha- we're, we're going on expeditions now. And I'll say it again. As you begin to deal with these things, vision will open up. So if you have no vision, you have a dragon. Ask God why. Does this make sense? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because now I'm seeing in my life where when, when this thing left of commitment, all of a sudden I, I looked at my ministry and I went, oh my God, there's a trail right there with my name on it. Has that always been there? And God's like, yes but you've had clouds, you have a drag, you, fear of commitment's been blocking it. So thank you. And now we can go. And I'm like, okay, I can't explain it, but you've, uh, you know this when you could see in the spirit, all of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, that's so mine. Joshua and Caleb, right? Vision, that is ours. Let's go now. So if you're not one of these, let's go now, dragons, dragons. And I don't know what it is. So if what I said today, does it make sense? Real, real quick. Okay. So maybe today the question is, I don't know, because we're all going to stand up and ask a question and it has to involve this word, why? So maybe it's this. So for me, it was this about the kids ministry, being honest with you. I cared this much. I thought it was pretty good. But then I saw someone, I'm like, that's vision. I don't have that. God, why don't I only care this much? I found my question. Well, your fear of commitment. Ooh, now that I've dealt with it, my vision's now here. I could see it. Now, what am I doing? I have influence now. I have light now. Now I can go, ooh, I got the divine the divine light of me that's going, ooh, 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 just people, just disciple them. Let's go disciple them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where three weeks ago, I'm like, I don't care about them. I'm not going to call them. Just being honest. These dragons go, these clouds go, you will be excited about life because you'll look like him. I'll say it again. You deal with these things. And like I said, he's got to do it. Your job is to ask why and diligently ask why and go on that journey. And watch Holy Spirit show you pictures. Watch him show you things. This is one reason we have these workshops. Uh, Babette did an amazing workshop about journaling. And some of you were there. And I realized in there that I realized that's when I realized because she gave a packet to everyone of, here's all the scripture about asking God questions. And I was like, holy moly. I, I, I might ask him five questions a day. <laughs> so I'm not knowing him. And she said something very real, which kind of goes with the scripture. When I'm not honest and real, I'm being robbed of my destiny. You're being robbed of your influence. You're being robbed of your power. You're being robbed of your light on this world. And if you're at living faith, you are called, you, you're here to influence. You ha, you're, it's in you. Do you want it? And if, if you don't have it today, I dare you, when we stand up, ask God why. Amen? All right, everyone stand up. Love you guys. Yeah, yay. I had fun. I'm going to go home, change a dirty diaper, get busy. But it was extraordinary. So what you saw with me, Babette, and I do that now every day. Anytime I have, I get alone. So when they touched me and God said to me, you're afraid of having, you know what he actually told me? He said this, you're afraid to have more kids because you demand perfection. And I said, God, why do I demand perfection? Because your father demanded perfection. What do you demand? Because what he said, connection. I don't want perfection. I want connection. I want it sloppy. And I'm looking at my son going, okay, but guess what happened now? Now I want more kids. I have vision. I could see my next kid now. Tuesday, I was done. Let's get the clip. (laughs) Leaning on my own understanding. Vision is dead. Vision is dead. God, you want to go that far? We're done. Just being honest, that's a dragon. There's a fear there. Why don't I want more kids? 
You demand perfection. It's funny, but honestly, can I honestly today now, when she's ready, we're going again. (laughs) Just got to be honest. We're going. The kingdom's moving forward. It has to expand. It has to expand. Because you know what else is inside me that my flesh wants to do? Go back to being able that only raised one kid. But now it's like, no, you're an able that raises two kids. So you have to expand. And I'm going, oh, I'm afraid. Why? (laughs) I dare you to do that. So everyone real quick, put your hands on your heart. And that picture you saw of me, Jesse, and Babette, and Rafa. So if you have to, just say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, take me to the Father. Now, I want you to ask him when you're ready, any why question you want. But be intentional. If everyone could just be still for a second, let's just honor this moment. Jesus, we thank you for your body and your blood that we are forever wrapped around you, which gives us a permanent position to ask you, Father, why? Holy Spirit, I just pray you would just stir up passion in us, dreams, things that we're actually afraid of. Teach us to come to you and ask why. That we don't have to create an answer or fake an answer why, but we can actually let you do your job, Holy Spirit which is to interpret truth. You know our hearts. So I thank you for every person here. And I thank you for the intentionality of why you made them. And someone might be in here going, I'm, I'm old, I don't know why. That doesn't matter. They can ask why today. That all of us are right on time. 
You have us right where you want us in a position where we can come to you and go, Daddy, why? So I just pray that the conversation doesn't stop. But tonight I pray husbands and wives would get together and share their whys. That this congregation would get together and share their whys and dragons with each other. That each one of us (laughs) doesn't have a monopoly on dragons. (laughs) And Holy Spirit, I'll just say this. Thank you for never changing. Thank you for never turning off. Thank you for always being on. That I can come to you any second of any day. Yahoo. Thank you for your excitement for our lives. Every single one of us, you are so excited to explain, to give vision, to slaughter dragons, to show us where you want us, that each one of us is created in your image and likeness, God, and we are created to reign. Help us, Holy Spirit, I pray. Sir, I want to just put your hand on your hearts and just say, Holy Spirit, help. Yay. Amen. Love you guys.